This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. I need to pick up more horse friends. Like that's like a priority of mine right now. Like local horse friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I find that really tough. Like making friends as an adult. We were talking about this recently and I wrote a chapter about it in the, in adulting with horses. Like making friends as an adult is so hard. Mm-hmm. You're just not out hanging out at the bar, or hanging out at the barn and just, you know, having all this free time to just walk up and be like, hi, let's hang out. We have something in common. Like you're just always running from place to place. Yeah. It took me when I moved to this area, my husband knew people because he grew up in this area. It took me years to get to know anybody or to really find people that like, I didn't scare away (laughs) (laughs) with all my energy. Right. Um, And, uh, and that like kind of got me for me. And I was talking to my friend Leah about this because we've been friends since our kids were six months old, since her daughter was about six months old. So like almost 11 years here. And we got set up on a blind date. Like our, our, our friends who are unmarried and single without kids were like, you two are moms and you both like horses. Be friends. Uh, <laughs> I am. Yeah. You know, and the, the thing I found the hardest is different stages of life. So I must feel like I need retiree friends because I'm, I'm 41 and I have raised my child. But a lot of people are just starting families in their late 30s. It's hard to be the friend of the mom with the toddler. Yeah, you've been there. You don't need that anymore in and, your life. Yeah, it's and it's not. It's like I like you so much. Your kid never stops. <laughs> like, can we be friends in 10 years? <laughs> because I'm really fond of you. But the kid is always here interrupting me. Yeah. And it's not like they can just <laughs> drop everything and go to lunch, right? Like you have that freedom right. now where you could take an hour and go to lunch or you can, you know, move your schedule around a little bit because of that. But like, I don't know, I guess my kids are now obviously a little bit older, so they're not super young, which is fantastic. And now my oldest, if I want to go out with my friends at night and my husband's out, I could be like, Cameron, watch your sisters for two hours. Mm. It is so freeing. <laughs> and wonderful. I mean, I don't go far, but still it's like that little bit of freedom. And I was kind of a, I'm 44, so I'm older than you. Um, but I was kind of, I was what, 31 when I had my, my first daughter and I was the only person I knew with a kid. Yeah. Well, you can, you can bet that's what it was like for me at 22 or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Big time because I had him in New York city. Which made it, the gap there was I was a solid 25 years younger than all the other moms in my neighborhood. Yeah, that's lonely too, because everyone was. your age was out partying. Yeah, it was. Me included. 
It was not ideal. It was not ideal. I mean, it worked out in the end because now I'm 41 and I'm an empty nester. Well, uh, <laughs> thing, right? Like there's all this stuff going around about women in their 40s who had the kids younger. Mm-hmm. Like we're now hitting our stride where we're getting, you know, we wear whatever we want. We have the I don't give a fuck mentality and right. we know what we want. And I'm glad I had kids when I did because now I could just focus on having fun and doing what I want to do. Yeah, I'll still parent. Like I'll still parent. Like obviously, that's my summer has been ridiculous amount of parenting, mm-hmm. but there's light at the end of my tunnel. Oh yeah, and once they hit their like mid to late teens, they're done with you. You prepare food, leave it at a tray at their door, back away. Because like feral animals, they, yeah, they have no interest whatsoever in you. So just do your own thing, mom. <laughs> well, and it's so funny because I tell my husband this, right? So when Cameron hit puberty, and she's going to kill me if she ever hears this, when Cameron <laughs> hit puberty, suddenly men were just not okay. Like she didn't want anything to do with boys. She didn't like her dad. She didn't want boys around. They didn't understand what women go through. La 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 la. So. She's now in this stage where she still loves me and thinks I'm pretty cool for now because we <laughs> both know that's ending soon. Yeah. And, but she'll come, she'll spend most of her time in her room and then a periodically she'll come out for like food and water. <laughs> right. And then she'll disappear again into right. her little, into her little cave. And my husband is so concerned. I was like, oh no, no, no. Be prepared because we've got like five years of this. Yep. <laughs> Coming. Yeah. For the longest time, I saw Calvin at dinner. I saw Calvin when he came in from school and when he came out at dinner. And when he came out at dinner, he just wanted to watch a TV show with us. And that was something that was like a family thing that worked for us. And he still will do it is we pick a show and we watch that show an episode or two every night, whether it's The Office or Space Force or what we do in the shadows, something that's funny, a little subversive. That's that's how we stay together. That's your thing. You know what? We do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I explained my husband's away. I, I, I explained to him. I said, we went shopping. I got her out of her room and I got her watching a new show with me. And he was like, how did you manage that? You witch. And I was like, I'm just that good. We have definitely found it's always easier one-on-one. Yes. The, when the two of us are together, forget it. They feel forget ganged it. up on, I think. Sometimes. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, like it's team Natalie and Corey, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Versus Calvin. Yeah. And yeah, I think I could totally see that. But I think sometimes my husband feels as the only man in the house that he's ganged up on because we're all women. Yes, I'm sure he does. Yeah, pat him on the head and say, you are. You are ganged up on. And you're a very good boy and we love you. <laughs> That's right. Here's a carrot. Money, please. <laughs> I wonder if anyone will give me tips for my husband. Because, you know, we're going to be talking in another episode about horse husbands, like right. keeping them happy and healthy. So maybe we can talk about, maybe I should start a tip on Twitter about, like, if you give me a dollar, maybe I'll go give my husband a hug for being a good horse husband. Oh, but you have to video it somehow. This sounds well, awesome. I have three children running around with cell phones at all times. I've got <laughs> this in the bag. I don't know. I mean, maybe our listeners should vote on this and say whether that's a good idea. I would like to know what they think. Give them a little smooch. A little smooch. A little smooch. <laughs> I'll chase them around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. 
that's how we're, we're re- you know, we're making sure that everyone in our families, you know, four-legged, two-legged, we're just making sure everyone feels fulfilled and loved. We're mothers, we're horsewomen, we're wives. We're just doing our thing, man. Just full of affection. Just got to show our appreciation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd much rather do that than what he wants me to do. You know? <laughs> And that's why we're rated E. (laughs) (laughs) I did have to go. I went to the barn because my girls had a riding lesson, right? Mm -hmm. So I have not had a riding lesson. You will ride, but you will pay for your kids to ride. (laughs) Yeah, I I haven't had a lesson in years. And I haven't been able to ride more than maybe three times this summer, but my Mm. kids got to ride. (laughs) And so I show up and my friend Robin, who owns the barn, is like, oh, Delight's pretty sweaty. And his, you know, his mane's long because I let him grow feral. And she's like, why don't you, he, I think he needs to be braided up. I was like, on it. So I go get him. I bathe him. I braid him. And the whole time he just tried to bite me because he was so mad and, that he was sweaty. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, I get it, man. <laughs> I also hate to sweat. Um, but then I went, this is what's scary. Then I went to go touch Ferris, cold to the touch. What? That's how little this horse sweats. He's just baking on the inside. Oh wow! Is that like heat stroke when they're when your your skin is cold? Yeah, basically. But your inside is hot all summer, so that's why he hasn't gotten any exercise. His whole top line is gone, and I just we've had so like three months of ninety degree days, right? And so there's almost nowhere like that isn't like that. Like, where yeah. could you have a horse like that with? That's just Vermont. It. Vermont does. It doesn't get hot in Vermont. You might get five days of 90 degrees. Oh. But we also, the place that we're building, we're surrounded by, it's 10 acres of woods. Mm, that definitely brings so much down. shade, yeah. so much cover. Um, so I'm just counting down the days, but I just hope he makes it till then. Because one of the horses uh, at a local horse show this summer, like two mm. weeks ago, had a heart attack because he competed in a hundred degrees. Right. You know, that owner needs to be fucking shot, by the way. Um, who does that? Like, who doesn't cancel a horse show when it's 100 degrees? That's it, not even, they wouldn't hold horse racing when it's 100 degrees. Right. They cancel racing. That's why they moved to Saratoga all summer and closed the city tracks. Right. Because it's hot. And it's like Monmouth hot. is always canceling days in New Jersey, right? They're always canceling days. Yeah. I mean, they've had a couple of really hot days out there that I was like, mm, I mm. wouldn't. But, you know. The, uh, here's this hunter jumper show and this horse is out there doing his thing and like three hours later just freaking dies yeah there's you know i mean we just talked about this didn't we about riding horses when it's hot i think think, just, think oh. about the animal and the evolution and its ability to uh disperse heat and remember that they're not the same as you. No, they're more all. sensitive. And and you know what? Far more sensitive. I think, yes, I am lazy. And like, I do not like the heat, right? So if there's any excuse not to ride in the summer, I will happily jump on it. <laughs> but that being said, I don't, I care about my horse more than I care about my own need to ride. Right. And I want him Absolutely. to live a long, healthy, happy life. So you know what? If I'm not going to get up at 5 a.m., which we both know I'm not going to get up at 5 a.m., then he's not going to get ridden. Right. And it'll be okay. We'll make up for it in September and we'll get him back into shape and everything will be fine. But like, 
oh, it just, just makes me so angry. It, yeah, I just, the, what you say, I care about my horse more than my ability to ride. That should be so basic. And I don't understand, I just don't understand that level of motivation to train and to ride and to show, especially if you're an amateur. Right. What's your, what's your goal here? You're going to get some local end of year points. What's happening here? What is worth this kind of misery? Well, and I think it's the people, it's the same people who maybe buy their horses uh, instead of like earning their horses. Right. Like, so, and and by that, I mean like, okay, I'm going to buy this $120,000 horse, even though I don't know how to canter because the horse will teach me how to do it. Right. Right. And then when I, when this horse, when I break it, I'm just going to buy the $200,000 horse. So it's going to be fine. Yeah. I just don't, I don't get, even when I was a, you know, very hungry, aggressive teenager, I was always, the first thing I wanted to do was ride my horse. The second thing I wanted to do was be around my horse. And the third thing would be compete my horse. Like if I had to choose, I wasn't going to choose. I'm going to compete over. I'm going to train my own horse. You know what I mean? Like that just wasn't, that wasn't competing was never the top of my list. And I guess there is a set of, of, of minds for whom that's the top of the list is competition, competition, competition. I don't get it because that's treating the horse like a machine, but we, like I said, we just, we'll go down this and we'll never get over it. (laughs) I know. I know. And we did talk about, you know, so for those of you tuning in, we do talk about riding and the horse in episode six, which if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to, because we do talk in nauseam about it. Um, and all the, all the things you can do instead of riding if you need to, right? So there's so many options. Um, and I think they do improve your horsemanship at the end of the day. So, and if you want to compete, I do think those things actually improve your relationship and your competitiveness mm-hmm. with your horse. But I don't know, I guess I'm just really frustrated because I really just feel like my horse is losing so much muscle. I haven't been able to ride because of the the heat, but I also feel like I was so excited for the summer thinking I'd have all this time because I was taking a couple of days off a week mm-hmm. and I'd be able to ride and I'd be able to go to the barn and none of that has happened. Right. Yeah. Something summer always comes up. Summer is filled with such promise and it's all related to not having to go to school. That's what it's, you know, you don't, yeah, I don't have to go to school. And you're in, you're stuck in school for so many years, all your formative years you spend looking forward to summer that it's ingrained upon you by the time you're 18, that summer's going to be the best season of your life. And it's like, oh, now you have kids to ferry around. You have all of your own responsibilities. Plus you'll have all of this mental idea of summer is when I get to be free. There's no such thing as freedom. We're shackled. We are. We absolutely are. By responsibilities. Yeah. And it's, and, and for me, when summer is bad, it's like a particular bitter kind of disappointment, you know, because you did, it is blown up in your mind. I do love summer. It is my favorite season. It has been absolutely unbelievably terrible for me this year. Like, one of the worst summer. This will go down in history as my bummer summer. Oh, and, Natalie's bummer summer. Oh, it was my bummer summer for sure. Oh, uh, and um, 
I mean, it's just been, it's just been the worst, Heather. And it seems, and there's been lots of good things, but it just didn't, there's been lots of really terrible things, basically. And learning to, to um, sort of negotiate the day with when the weather is being a pain, when your head is being a pain, <laughs> and, um, and you still have all these expectations of the things that you will do with your summer that is slipping through your fingers, frittering away. It's like, ah, what happened to the best season? It's like best laid plans. I keep saying, okay, well, I'm going to take Thursday from nine to 11 and just go to the barn. And then every single Thursday, there's like, oh, the dog needs to go to the vet or the kid needs a doctor's appointment or um, I get COVID. (laughs) Thanks for that life. Um, (laughs) You know, all these things. And then I think like, well, that sucks. And I go to the barn and everyone's doing their cool barn stuff. And I'm just like, okay, I'm here finally. And now I'm so out of shape. That even getting on and riding for 20 minutes, I'm going to be huffing and puffing. Mm -hmm. This segment is brought to you by Reading Out Equestrian, a fresh take on riding apparel. Reading Out has introduced new and innovative pieces to the equestrian performance apparel space. For their fashionable and feminine pieces are all about function, comfort, and easy outfitting because everything can be mixed and matched. From their iconic coveralls to their riding apparel and now newly released separates, Redding Oat is an all-inclusive apparel brand for equestrians of all sizes and disciplines, no matter the season, no matter the weather. So that game of uh, Would You Rather we were talking about, yes, we does that to- take into effect or take into account that it is hot everywhere? Or do we just, we go by like the period of time for which it is hot? Like it's only hot for three months as opposed to eight months kind of thing. You know, that's a deeper thought than I'd ever actually considered. Um, <laughs> thanks for pointing out all my foibles. No, I mean, I just, well, cause there, there are some interesting, um, there, there's sort of some interesting variations on it. Right. So we're talking about, would you rather, and uh, it kind of has opposing things right so it's like would you rather have free board at an equestrian center or horses on your property uh would you rather rather have a brand new truck or a horse trailer would you rather have indoor arena or trail access snow or flies young horse or senior horse and the snow or flies is what that's what seems to catch everybody by surprise (laughs) <laughs> but it, and I was looking at it and I'm like, that one is very specific to not just your region, but your property, because I have neither snow nor flies. Okay. You just <laughs> need to zip it. All right. But which would you rather have? That's yeah, the yeah. question, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be based in reality. Uh, um, why? Because this is Heather's <laughs> world and we're just living in it. Okay. I don't live in reality. But I was kind of thinking of the things like, you know, right now I have my horses at a boarding facility. My dream is to have them on my own property. But mm-hmm. some people might not ever want the horses on their own property. Well, let me tell you, having horses on your own property is the best. And it is the only way. Yesterday I was riding 
And no, I, I, I think Corey was in the house, but other, I found a place to ride that's in the back of my property and I have no neighbors. So all that side is empty. And I'm riding along and I said, this is the perfect boarding facility for any introvert who just wants to be left alone with their horse. And by that, I mean, it is the perfect place for me alone. No one else is welcome here. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And then no, it's I just walking like, okay. <laughs> I would never want someone, I would never want to be in charge of a boarding facility. People are, people are too much work. Yeah. It's not the horses, it's the people. Oh, definitely. They're crazy. <laughs> yeah, and you can never find anyone reliable to like do the work. Mm-hmm. So I would much, re- I don't want to be responsible for anyone else's horses, but my own. And I don't want to, I really don't want to rely. I don't like surprises and I don't like relying on someone else. I don't like driving up someone else's driveway. Any of those things, they all make me nervous. You know what? I mean, I'm just like, what's going to be at the barn today? You know, that feeling? Mm, yeah. Like, is there stuff going on? Is the weird husband there? Because there's always a weird husband. Yeah. What's today's drama? Who's exactly. Who's talking about who? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be a weird? Well, and I've been at places where I was very clearly being spoken about behind my back. Mm-hmm. And that's just toxic. You you know, you don't want to be in a place like that. I mean, I will be honest. I love that my boarding facility, my, one of my best friends runs it. So it's, it's wonderful. But like at a boarding facility, you don't get everything you want. It's not, right. it's, it's someone else's best laid plans. Right. And I am a control freak and there's certain plans that I have for my horses that I can't do because I'm not the one running the show. And, and you're dealing with neighbors who don't always understand that. It, you know, I just lived in apartments for like 10 years and I know how to live in an apartment, but I used to say at my old complex, like people would move from up North and they would come stay, live in this apartment complex for like a limited amount of time before they bought a house and you could tell they'd never lived in an apartment or they hadn't since like they were children or in college, like 40 years ago, they didn't know how to behave. It was like, this is shared communal space with rules, not your yard. And I think you run into that at boarding tables as well, where people are just doing stuff where you you can't lunge there. That's where we park our cars. What are you doing? You know, or they're feeding their horse an extra meal while you're trying to tack up. I knew so I was I knew somebody who used to do that to me on purpose because she thought it was funny how my horse behaved when he was watching another horse eat dinner. Well, and it's not right. even that. They're also taking like the 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 barn owner is allotting a certain amount of food per yeah. horse. And if you're taking extra without them knowing, that's stealing because you're not paying for that. Sure. Right. And then they have to order more and all those things. So like I had one bar. Oh God. She was, she had her horse across from me and she was just a mess. You could tell like she lived her life, like her, like the chaos in her brain came out and was outwardly apparent. (laughs) Every time she was there, her tack box would be open and things would be strewn all over the aisle way. And I would be dodging things or kicking them across back towards her because I'm a neat freak. And I may have a lot of stuff and I do hoard, but it is organized and my stuff is put away and you will never know I was there. It drives me insane. (laughs) Or like when someone borrows your stuff and never brings it back. Oh, borrowing my stuff. The biggest no-no of them all. Yeah. 
I and I'm the kind of person I like to see a blanket hung up so that there are corners. I like to hang my halters by the two rings on the noseband. I have very specific likes. And I can't conform to anyone else's anymore. You know why? Because I know mine are correct. <laughs> oh my God. I've worked at really big barns and I know I'm right. I know the British Horse Society said I am right. So don't even. Sadly, <laughs> I am not kidding you. I left a barn because every time I went to go get my horse, they would, there would his halter would be missing. I'm telling you his halter with his name on it would be on some other horse or like oh. in a different paddock. No. I'm sorry. That is my horse's halter. No. And I actually left because I was just like, I can't, this level of disorganization is just too much. That's so rude too. Oh my God. Like, no, it's not. I don't want, and I don't want my halter left out. I don't want to get any sun bleach. My halter has cute flowers on it. It's the first time I haven't used a leather halter. And I expect it to be respected as the adorable flower altar that it is. It you is there to embarrass Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I got what's called a halter house. Have you ever heard of those? I can picture what you're talking about, right? Like yeah. it's, a, it's like a little free library, but for hanging your halters in. Exactly. And so <laughs> I do actually use that. I put like my little fly spray in, a little a little grooming um, brush. And then I do put like, even in like a stand, like for my camera, like a camera I like mount. that idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then if I, I, I have nylon halters with biothane, so they're fine, but my leather halters go in there. Yeah. I have a leather, my leather halters hang in my laundry room slash tech room. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so you can't get that level of care, you know, necessarily at a big place. And I heard this horror story and, uh, I mean, maybe it's not a horror story. This is like first world problems, like horses in the morning, but this woman pays board and uh, she went to go pick up her horse or to go ride. And he wasn't in a stall. In fact, he was sitting out in a thunderstorm in the paddock because the barn owner decided one of her sale horses needed the stall that she paid for. Oh boy. I would flip my shit. Oh my Lord. No. No. And I could see like, I couldn't get out there before the lightning started. It's, you know, I have to consider my own safety. Yeah, you do 100%. But not my other horse needs your stall. Oh my God. And I'm telling you that place, that board is like $1,400 a month. Okay. So hell to the no. And let me just point out, cause I was looking at this and it does say free board at facility versus horses yes. on your property. I would rather be broke by my own hay than have free board at a fancy ass equestrian center. Agreed. Because I don't need any of the perks with the drama that comes along with it. Also, personal problem, I know I won't drive there. I won't, <laughs> I won't, leave, my, I won't leave my property. I wouldn't leave my apartment. I'm certainly not leaving my house. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You do see your horse way more now that he's in your backyard. And he whinnies to me, Heather. Oh, but it's because you bribe him with carrots. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I've also, <laughs> I now have a horse who whinnies when he sees me and comes when I call him. That's right. And you have your own built-in lawnmowers. So like, take mm -hmm. that. Oh, my so poor lawn. I bought this beautiful Greenworks electric lawnmower that sees no use. <laughs> you don't need it. You don't Maybe. Need it. It's thundering. So let's move on. <laughs> We're like brand new truck or horse trailer. What I would mean, you prefer? 
it's gotta be it's horse trailer for me i i horse trailers are expensive i don't have one and you don't need a brand new truck to pull one you just need a truck i bought a truck off a friend on facebook i love my truck it doesn't have a, a radio but i listen to podcasts on my phone so it works out trailer. i need a truck i need a truck i would go for the truck because i'm okay with like a little stock trailer like you oh, know totally it i don't need that. anything fancy um i I definitely don't trailer enough at this point in my life. Uh, will I? Maybe that remains to be seen. But I would go for like a fully kitted out truck because I feel like the trailer, the trailer I could go like, I can manage that. But I think a truck's going to be. Oh, depends. well, it depends. And I would drive it more. Yeah. You can't afford to drive it though. How I much can. would it cost? That's a, a truck at this point. If you're driving a truck and it's not a farm truck. Oh, like, right, because of gas. Yeah, and the environment. Well, but then if I can't drive my truck, what's the point of having a trailer? You drive it specifically to haul the trailer. You have to have a car. That makes sense. I have a car and a truck. But now, mind you, I am a frugal person, so the car is small and has a small payment, and the truck is old and costs me a certain cash amount. <laughs> so I don't have payments on it. Um, but I could, I couldn't afford to go anywhere if I had to drive my truck everywhere. Whereas my car costs almost nothing to drive. Yeah, that makes sense. I love my, I have a Dodge Durango and it can actually haul my stock trailer, like mm -hmm. doing just local. I mean, I'm not going to drive it up to the mountains or anything. No, like that, don't do that. I've done that. You don't want to no, do that. It'll ruin my transmission. I, I don't want to risk my horses, much less my car. But yeah, um, I feel like I, you know, especially if I'm going to have my own property I want a truck because that will come in very handy to do you know farm tours and things like that but the question is do you want a brand new truck or a horse trailer I want a brand new truck <laughs> <laughs> so as we were playing would you rather we did actually post this in our clubhouse and ask for comments from the other weird horse girls and our friend Lucy actually submitted an audio file for us let's take a listen Lucy Lowe here from Western North Carolina, and my gosh, what a good selection of topics. Um, I have senior mules. I also have horses on the property, and right now the bear hunters are training for bear hunting season, which means that they're turning their dogs loose on public land adjacent to me, and those dogs are chasing bears across the property almost every night. Doesn't really seem to bother the mules, but I certainly uh, causes me a bit of pause. I've also got a new-to-me horse trailer and a new-to-me truck. Turns out the brand new-to-me truck uh, needs a brand new transmission. Also, when we took uh, the truck to have the gooseneck hitch put in, they did the hitch, they did the wiring, and they didn't put in a brake box. So we've also got that going on. So there's always something. Look forward to hearing what you all come up with. I want a brand new truck, people. <laughs> Let's manifest this thing for Heather. <laughs> We're manifesting. We're manifesting. <laughs> uh, okay. So next question, indoor arena versus trail access. Okay. I want you to guess what my answer is. Trail so access. I can... No, I hate trail riding. I know. That's what I'm saying. I want an indoor arena. <laughs> I'm going to get you on the trails. 
Actually, and if I if I could alter it a little, I would say covered arena is fine. I don't yeah. need walls. No, no, no. Because I, I, I do think people get addicted to riding in an indoor without all of the distractions of the outside world. And they stop going outside. And I've worked at those dressage barns where there's only an indoor arena. Well, and then the horse is literally like the wind blows and the horse goes in the air. Right. Yeah. No, I prefer, I find the indoors get a little st- stuffy too like and dark mm-hmm. and, and I'm just sure it's nice in the middle of winter but um I prefer trail access I feel like I'm a trail person which is ironic I know considering I'm, I'm super timid yeah. but I would much rather because I get bored real easy I yeah I do too arena. yeah I get that yeah I mean I have I where I ride it, it backs up to woods that are fairly clear and a part of me does wish I could just go through. If I put a gate in, there's nobody to stop me. I don't even know who owns it. There's no houses back there. I could go back there and ride and goof around if I wanted to. Um, but, but you don't. <laughs> I don't. I just kind of think about it. I'm like, that would be nice. But I'm like, well, I'll probably get dumped. Then I'll have to walk home. My hip will hurt. Uh, <laughs> just sounds like a lot of difficulty. <laughs> I mean, your overthinking brain is very similar to mine except uh I mean like Ferris is not good on trails because he gets overexcited with other horses so we're better on our own yeah but I'm really I'm really trying to work up my nerve because I really want to get delight out on the trails and I think he's gonna love it I miss doing it I haven't been on a trail ride in two maybe three years since I moved to this barn I really want to go but I'm so nervous to like trailer him off property and get right. on yeah no totally so I'm really working my way up to it but one of the reasons we bought this cabin in Vermont is that they already had some trails on the property mm. so we can actually just build out more of them and we- <laughs> so moving on from that yeah the, the the controversial snow versus flies I think we all know where I stand if anyone has listened to the show for any length of five minutes um I prefer snow hands down over like summer and the heat and the flies. If we are completely pure in this argument, snow versus flies, you have to pick snow. Snow is pretty for a little bit. It's fun to watch snow fall. Horses do funny shit in the snow. Oh my God. (laughs) So cute. Whereas... Flies bite you. They attack you. They swarm you. They're horrible. And they make your horse buck. All right. So I snow. I think the majority of people would be like, eh. But it's I think most than- people, even people who say they hate snow, I think most people are okay with one pretty snowfall per year. Yeah, I think that's fair. Snow, it it, it touches something. There's there's an emotional reaction to snow. It is astonishing and magical. And I don't hate snow. I just don't want to live with... When I hate winter, it's not about the cold. It's not about the snow. It's about the deadness. Mm. Like the trees and everything for so long. If the trees were leafless for like two months, that would be fine. But six months? <laughs> That's too long. So they start the calendar winter begins December 21st. 
but meteorological begins much earlier than that because it's not a six month process. I'm going to yeah, midwinter's and say... day and midsummer's day. Midsummer's day is pretty accurate meteorologically speaking, but midwinter's day is not. I'm going to still stand by winter is January, February and just leave it like that. Well, I think where you live, that is correct. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is here too. It is here too in yeah, Florida. I'm just gonna, that's that's how I get through. So just let me have it. Um, <laughs> and then young horse versus senior horse. So I I think, I don't know, you and I might differ a little bit on this one. What do you think? I don't know. I'm gonna pick senior horse. Really? Because I myself feel senior. <laughs> and I, once, I, and the chances of my ever purchasing a senior horse are next to nothing. Because to purchase a horse, I would have to give someone money for it. And I'm more of an adopting type of person, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. There's and they tend so to be young. Horses. Yeah. So, like, Ben's a young horse. And I started riding him when he was three or four. And if I were to ever acquire a horse to replace Ben for any reason, it would probably be a standard bred off-track horse. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be – I mean, you could probably get, like, a 10-year-old, really. But probably wouldn't be that old. But to have something old and dead to ride, maybe you'd get me on a trail. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's something to be said about like a been there, done that kind I've of. I've always vibe. ridden young horses. My whole life, I've ridden young horses. Yeah, I think you deserve the senior horse now. I just, yeah, I deserve something. And people are going to be like, well, my senior horse is 30 and still, you know, is bucking Bronco. And I get it, but that's not really. It's, it's more the spirit of the thing than the individual. Yeah, the generalities, right? <laughs> yeah, like, generality I mean, here. Even Delight. Delight, at age four, I rode him, which is a stretch, right? Like, he mm-hmm. was an ex-race horse. I rode him at the age of four, which I had a panic attack the first time I got on him. Oh. That, he's got a, an older brain, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's playful, but not under saddle. Like, he's always got a good head on his shoulders. So, when he's 20... I mean, he's bomb. He's going to be bomb proof. Like he's practically bomb proof now. Um, I'd much rather, I would agree. I, I would go for the, especially now as I'm heading into my middle yeah. age, um, go for like a senior horse. I mean, I'll be honest, my sweet spot's probably like 10 to 15, mm-hmm. you know, if given yeah. the opportunity, that would be my kind of where I'd want to go. I, I would take a well-maintained, like, 18-year-old trail horse, I think would be superb. I think that's what I will end up probably doing for my husband. Yeah. Right? Like, the been there, done that, uh, you know, babysitter type horse. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, what I'll end up doing with him. Because <laughs> he would be actually cool told me that. he wants a horse of his own when we have the property. Looks Ooh, like, boy. oh, yeah. <laughs> I go, yeah, I'll, I'll school it for you and stuff. And he goes, it'll be mine, Heather. I was like, okay, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll leave any tune-ups at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, knowing nothing about horses, I'll never have to pony him or whatever. It'll be fine. <laughs> Just off into the woods he goes. Yeah. Um, but my, my husband also has a death wish. So that works for me because he's got a great life insurance policy. Oh, I would use mine to like hire a hired man to do all of the barn chores that I don't want to do, like farm chores. It was like my, my husband was, he was trying to fix something and he was coming up 
empty and, and he was uh, he was mad about it. And I said, why don't I just see if I know somebody who's got a guy? And he said, I don't want to have a guy. I want to have, I want to be able to do it. I said, oh no, I want to have a guy for everything. I want to be like, oh, well problem. I got a well guy. Roof problem. I got a roof guy. I want a guy. And he's like, no, I want to do it. Like, okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> Natalie, what you need is like, a guy like the sexy farmhand that you can sit and fantasize about while he works and does all the stuff and then you can be like oh look at it's done honey and then pretend that your husband's that guy i don't think we have sexy farm guys in florida (laughs) i have not seen yes (laughs) (laughs) i have seen no evidence of these sexy farm guys maybe Maybe they're in the midwest yeah yeah Um, I can see Colorado having them. There's um, a lot of like young, chipper, outdoorsy guys in Colorado. You know what I'm going to do for you? Mm -hmm. I'm going to send you a video and you're going to thank me for it later because um, I sent this to my girlfriends last night. It was this guy in no shirt riding this horse, like videotaping himself. And he was very full of himself, but also, I mean, like, mm, okay. So (laughs) I'll post that to the clubhouse for everybody as like a little surprise but um yeah I'd like one of those I mean you know if my husband were to ever kick the bucket you know I'm just saying like if I mean I'd like to win the lottery I think your chances (laughs) are about the same (laughs) we'll see what happens (laughs) I mean at the very least you have good fodder for your next next romance novel you know look my books are, are like based in reality so Boom. They're all about like, yeah. <laughs> Boo. No, I, well, you know, I'm writing one now with a hot horse guy. So what can you do? They exist. They do. It's a hot horse guy, not a hot, hot farm guy. That's the part I'm having trouble with. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say New Jersey, it's really hard to find a hot guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you were ending. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, my husband is from New Jersey. So I, guess I have to backtrack a little bit a little bit yeah you know I mean we have been together 20 years I was building you a fire pit which is pretty rad I mean he's he's a good egg that one he's a good egg and he called me and he's on his way home today and he told me tomorrow he'll take the kids to the beach and he'll do what needs to be done and I just get the data myself and then he and I are going to go out and have a date oh my god I know. It's incredible. Like, I know. He's really earning his keep this week. I'm very. Wow. Yeah. It's like we're honeymooning all over again. Yeah. It's all to you in the week. Oh. Of the week. I have one. You do? Yes. And it's from yesterday. It's fresh. I uh, zipped and buttoned a pair of riding breeches I haven't worn since last year. <gasps> Oh my God. No, that's huge. And I would just like to point out that I mean, not your pants aren't huge, but like that's (laughs) (laughs) no, it's well, it's a win, not because of any kind. No, it's, it's, it's not like a body thing at all. It's not like a weight loss thing or fitness thing. It's literally just about being thrifty and wanting to continue wearing the clothes that I already have. (laughs) And the riding tights I've been wearing lately were dirty. And I pulled out these breeches. And got them on. I'm like, new breeches. <laughs> it's a win for Natalie. <laughs> feel like they're new when you haven't worn them for a while, right? I totally did. It was a different feel, different grip, different fabric. 
no pockets to hold all the treats I now ride with. So I had to wear my cute Herschel's fanny pack. Oh, I'm um, all about the fanny pack when riding. Oh, yay. I'll have to bring my fanny pack to climb fair. It's super cute. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was mine. I was super excited to hire breeches. I accomplished a lot. So I'll be honest, like this week was supposed to be a vacation. It mm. was not. Yeah. I did get a lot accomplished for like my family. So I was like a parenting win, right? Like mm-hmm. my, my kids love me. Everybody wants to hang out. I, I got doctors done. I got shopping done. I got all the things, but you know what my adulting win is? Oh my God. This is so bad. Um, <laughs> we don't have a working refrigerator. Oh yes. So on my way home from the grocery store last Saturday, the refrigerator broke <laughs> because that's, I called three days. It took me to find a, a refrigerator or like, because the websites all say that they're in stock and then you call and they're not in stock, right? Because no one has them. And the one I really wanted was, was like, it wasn't even being made anymore. And it was listed on this website. So after three days and like countless hours, just lost looking for fridges. I did not really want to buy. I found a fridge. Yay. And so Saturday gets delivered and I feel like a good wife because I handled that shit when my husband was gone. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> if that happened to me while my husband was gone, he would get back and I would be like, guess what? A Facebook friend had another friend. Her grandma needed rid of this fridge that was in her barn. Somebody came and installed it. It only smells a little bit like deer. It's perfect. That's what, that's 100% how I would solve that problem. <laughs> this is adulting. It is adulting. And everyone I talk to has some like similar story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So maybe that's our homework for our listeners. Like if this resonates in any way, please like make us feel not alone and let us know <laughs> your chaos life or like your problem with like balancing work, life, family, barn, because I don't want to feel like I'm the only one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We should talk about it. You know, like maybe if we all talk through our issues, we can come to some, if not answers, at least some consensus on like, yeah, that's what life is like. And we all feel better for sharing this burden. (laughs) I just don't want to be like, I just feel so guilty that I just don't get to go to the barn enough. But are your horses eating? Yes. Too much. What else do they want to do? <laughs> do they want to do anything and else? And they play all day with each. They love their lives. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's really me. It's self-imposed guilt. It just is. give yourself this. Just We all just need to learn to give ourselves the summer off. Um, not from our real life, which is what we want to give ourselves the summer off, but, you know, from our equestrian goals. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should just lower my expectations next summer. Sounds like an adult <laughs> win to me. <laughs> Thank you for being a little weird with us, Horse Girl. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at Adulting with Horses Podcast, or even better, join our Adulting with Horses Clubhouse on Facebook, where you can become part of the show. Also, it's a great place to meet other horse crazy women.